All right, good afternoon, everybody. It's Monday, and uh, welcome. I'm Sean Benson, and this is Chatting Between Takes. It's, uh, I think it's Dirty Episode 13. So if anything bad happens while I'm podcasting, well, you probably won't, you won't know, because uh, if it's really bad, I might not be able to get to, to post this, and, and this will be like a, maybe in 10 years, this will be like a Blair Witch post, where they'll be like, you know, we found this lost garage band track and this is what it has on it. Uh, haven't listened to Serial, but apparently it's a great podcast and uh, maybe maybe there's a more dynamic storytelling way than this conversational... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, happy Family Day, by the way, everybody. Uh, if you're in the States, I believe it's President's Day. Is that right? Uh, and here it's Family Day. Uh, I don't know if I believe in Family Day. Um, I mean, I believe it exists. I believe today is happening. Uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't think there was Family Day when I was a kid. And I basically have trouble accepting anything that's sort of like post, oh, what'll I say? Maybe post 99? Maybe Y2K scared me. Um, does anybody remember Y2K? I mean, it's uh, w w literally, uh, I was living down on Afton and uh, my brother was at New Year's with me. And I mean, we were waiting. We were really waiting for like blackouts and maybe all our computer info is going to be dead. I was kind of into it. I was into it because, um, you know, me and my karate guys talk about it. Like there are constructs and then there is what's real oh by the way i posted a video on my facebook uh, facebook page if you haven't seen this this is a guy who's walking down the street you can see two guys coming to attack him and he just stops right crosses one left crosses the other i think i reversed the order but it's about as pure a two punches as i've ever seen in my life and uh in any case that's kind of what we're talking about like who knows who's got uh, the bigger digital bank account in that scenario or who thinks X versus Y on that day, those two guys actually went to attack that guy and then that guy in a very real manner uh, dispatched of them and their threat. And uh, so when, we, when the threat of Y2K loomed, I thought, well, not really much of a threat to me. I feel like me and my buddies and, and the people I know, we'd do all right if you removed construct, you know? Like, I'm if it went Wild Westy, I think I'd be okay with that. I think a lot of what I rail against here is construct, is, what you know, you got to drink water, so don't shit in your water in the Wild West. Uh, now, granted, you're shitting somewhere, but uh, but here we, we create the construct that, okay, well, there's an allowable amount because it's not in my backyard, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Because we all know how cowboys were so in tune with the environment and then the natives came along and uh, basically murdered them all and took their land and basically turned their land into uh, pollution. But wait a minute. Do I have that right? The cowboys were sort of in tune. I can't remember exactly how that worked, but uh, I'm pretty sure the natives were evil and, uh, and came and took everything. And uh, that's the way it goes. Family day did not exist as a kid. So I just kind of, uh, I don't know, seems kind of fake to me. And I got a Christmas present. My parents bought me a lovely watch for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it was back ordered. And then I got the notice that it had shipped to me while I was in Los Angeles. 
And then I get home. I'm so excited. I get up this morning. Emily's still asleep because uh, she was down in LA longer. So she was feeling a bit more of the time lag. I wasn't really. So I got up at normal time. So excited to go to the FedEx, pick up my watch. Happy family day, everybody. What's ironic to me is that I love Valentine's Day. Uh, which many people on my Facebook page especially sort of rail against as uh, this constructed crap holiday. And, you know, this to me goes to the whole idea of like, you know, before I was never into marriage, before Emily, um, in that I always kind of, you know, was like, yeah, you know, if a girlfriend's like, you want to get married or whatever, I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I believe in marriage. <laughs> now, this to me is like the girl who says she doesn't give blowjobs. Every girl gives blowjobs. She just might not give one to you. Because that girl's somewhere happily uh, pleasing, man or, or woman, who knows, somewhere. It's just not you, if you've ever heard that. And I feel like that's every kind of 25-year-old guy who's like, yeah, I don't really believe in marriage. No, they just don't want to marry you. They're not ready yet because it's you. And I feel like that was the way. And this isn't a slag on anyone I dated, but it's true. I, wa I didn't believe in marriage. Now, granted, look, everything I say is always about 97% uh, of the populace is my belief. There are like commune types or, you know, super hippie types who don't believe in ownership or whatever. And there's some 25-year-old guy out there who, who genuinely doesn't believe in marriage. That's not you or me. That, that guy doesn't have a, a computer and probably isn't listening to podcasts. That guy's, uh, you know, growing kale somewhere, and it's uh, very organic. Uh, and by the way, God bless him. He's probably got three sister wives helping him with it, but they have a different name because religion's wrong for that guy. <clears throat> cool blends. Cool blends happening today. This is like a, uh, you know... This is not as pure, but it, it, it's a nice, um, like a, a Kona blend you guys are getting today. Uh, I'm getting instant, but you're getting Kona blend between the ears. As an actor said to a bishop that I know of. Um, so yeah, so that to me is this idea of Valentine's Day, is that I never really believed in Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm sure I had some okay ones and, until I met my valentine until i cho cho chose her um and so for me i haven't come around yet to family day although i have spoken to my family today and that was nice because i'm back in town um let's jump into questions wonderful question that can sort of kick us off as all of you know if you've been listening i just spent a week in los angeles and uh i went down just for fun i really didn't go down for business all the business i did down there was relating to uh to Toronto, which, by the way, isn't actually true. And I want to I talk about this for a sec. It's interesting, even in terms of write-offs, you know, connecting the dots forward. Uh, a friend of mine, Neil McDonough, uh, he's a pretty successful actor, very successful actor. And there's no way to separate business when hanging out with someone who's that successful in my chosen business and... It's, it, this is where it gets fun is even if we're talking about family or life, Anthony Robbins talks about modeling 
Uh, not, you know, book on your head, uh, hip sachet. He's talking about modeling. Um, if you want to be really good at race cars, go hang out with race car drivers who are better than you. It's that simple. You know, model your behavior after people. You want to be a millionaire? Do what a millionaire does. Uh, granted, you know, you got to learn to work on the fly because it won't go the way it went for them. But ballpark, you'll, you'll be doing pretty well. And I still remember when I was, you know, sort of newly sober and I was looking around going, man, my career's done. I have no career and um, uh, I have no relationship. And uh, here's this guy, Neil, who I know, who's got a beautiful, loving wife. Uh, He's literally walked away from uh, uh, million dollar acting jobs as leads in series to honor his commitment to not kiss anyone but his wife. And uh, it was it was awesome because this happened and it was widely reported uh, that this went on. And it was right around the time that Tiger Woods had been cheating on his wife and Jesse James had been cheating on Sandra Bullock. Uh, and Matt, I mean, it, it was such a great boost for Neil to honor his. He wasn't doing this for a career thing. Uh, it looked like career suicide, basically. Um, but he was honoring what he believed in and. You can't connect the dots forward, but he ended up doing better for it, not worse. We'll just put it that way. So again, this is someone who I wanted to model. And I was like, okay, he's got the relationship and he's got the career. And these are two things I'm deeply lacking. And this was around the time I was starting to feel independently healthy. And, you know, I I called him and said, can I model you? Like, can you, can we hang out? So we just... I won't betray our time together, but I will say uh, the, the two words that I know... Uh, emerged from our, our, our sort of specific sessions like that was the thank you. You know, every prayer in the world basically comes down to thank you. And uh, I believe that. So how do you separate a trip where you're spending a lot of time with someone who's uh, uh, from business versus pleasure when there's no way that that's not 100% increasing your business? Uh, and again, there's that idea that uh, you're the average of the five people you spend the most of your time with. Um, well, who knows if that's true or not, but man, it uh, seems pretty wise to choose to spend time with people who are better at things than you so that then, uh, you know, you get a bit of updraft, learn how to swing the bat a little better, that kind of thing. Um, so in any case, I didn't really go down for business. I went down for pure pleasure and uh, our lodgings with a friend fell through because I was basically just coming off of some antibiotics and she was in a lowered immune state for her own reasons. So cousin Brando to the rescue, Bel Air Bay Club all week up in the Palisades. Unbelievable. If you have the means to spend a week at a private beach club uh, between Santa Monica and Malibu, I highly recommend it. Thanks, Brandon, for that massive shout out. So Lara asked this question. Lara Jean Korostecki, by the way, you're going to be hearing a lot more about Lara Jean because um, she plays my wife, Jackie. She might say I play her husband uh, in Barn Wedding. And my God, uh, she's phenomenal. I mean, Lara's on Hannibal and Camp X and every other show on the planet. She's she's wonderful and successful. So you don't need to hear it from me, but my God, uh, watching the playback and editing the performance of me and her as wife and husband was a treat. Her question today is, she's she's in LA right now. She's a Toronto, Toronto person down there. And she says, how was your slash M's LA experience and how has your view of the city changed over time? Love this question. Love it. It's 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 huge. 
And again, if you're newer to the podcast, we call it chatting between takes, but really has nothing to do with acting. And even if a story relates to acting, really has nothing to do with acting. I hope. The specifics, yes. Uh, This is something I learned in art. And I, I don't know if this is true for a lawyer or a doctor, but I know in my experience as an artist, the more specific you are, the more universal it has a chance of being. And the more you try and be universal, uh, the more generic and unrelated to anybody things tend to be. Um, so when I talk about this stuff, you know, yeah, L.A. acting. But to me, it's more about like places we've been, places we want to go, and who we are through that uh, motion. You know, and one of the best things I ever heard uh, about art as well was a friend of mine. I think it was Gil Garrett. He runs Blythe, and uh, he's one of the most talented people I met early in my career. I was lucky enough to do like five plays with him in a row, and I always just used to watch him and go, God, I hope I can do that one day, what he does. Um, just such a creative and interesting and talented guy. And he, I think he was the one who talked about painting, and like instead of something like red, uh, blue, and then purple existing, uh, treating purple as red on the way to blue or blue on the way to red and depending on how you're viewing it even if there's no red or blue in the picture it will change how you use that purple uh, wonderful idea in terms of again where we've been where we want to be and who we are getting there God, if, if, if anything's been a theme over these 13 podcasts uh, then that, that would almost be it um, so how was my time in LA? It was unbelievable. And part of it was that I landed, I'd, I'd been sick, and I missed Emily. And so the thing is, is I kind of knew we weren't going to be able to stay where we were going to stay, but didn't care at all. And the reason is that I didn't spend as much of my travel budget last year. So the idea of like a hotel for an extra couple nights wasn't that big a deal. And the idea, this is a big part of it, Lara, is that, and and this is the second part of your question, how has your view of the city changed over time? When I I spent seven years in Los Angeles and uh, the first three, three and a half, I basically crashed and burned. I destroyed my career. Uh, I started drinking and doing drugs daily. I was unhappy. I didn't realize it was happening, you know, Uh, I wasn't outside looking in, I was inside just flailing, truly flailing, and um, then I asked for help, and I got it, literally hundreds if not thousands of hands reached out and went, we got you brother, we got you, Uh, and things utterly changed for me as a man, I came back broke, I came back with no career, and I came back whole. So the first time I went back to LA, I made sure to see everybody, you know, go to all the old, you know, haunts, places, cafes, meeting grounds, whatever. Uh, The second time I started to feel a little stress and anxiety about that. The third time, so on and so forth. Not that I didn't want to see all these people and stuff, but you know, I was only down for four days here this time, Uh, four and a bit, maybe five. Uh, And I'm staying in the Palisades, which is not an easy drive to places. So basically, I could chew up the whole trip. So the last time I I was there last year, we stayed in Venice. And I spent the whole trip uh, a little anxious about who I wasn't meeting. And I just thought, you know what? And part of this was my friend Kobe coming up to visit me in Toronto. I was like, A, uh, I also can be visited. 
Uh, B, uh, it's Valentine's week, man. <laughs> so I kind of hung out on the beach and didn't really get east of the 405, I think once. Uh, and other than that, it was Malibu, the Palisades, Santa Monica, uh, Brentwood, and it was absolute heaven. The other thing, Lara, is that I have, and this is again, I hope a bigger picture application. If you're not an actor, I have no uh, goal other than loving the weather and the SoCal motor culture, as in uh, Porsche and motorcycle existence, to live there. Uh, it doesn't mean I might not, but I went there with utter detachment. And that's something I haven't had in the past. And a part of it is that my career's I'm ecstatic with my career in Toronto. Uh, doesn't mean I don't want more and all that, but I'm ecstatic with my career in Toronto. I'm not looking. I'm not, there's no hole in it right now. So I'm not like, oh, if only I went to LA, I'd be happier. No, I might be richer or less rich. I don't know. But I know that I'm not looking for anything there that I don't have here. So my view of LA has changed significantly in that I no longer need it. And therefore, I can enjoy it more. And Emily and I talked about it. The first time we went to L.A. was our favorite trip. When we look back for our number of trips, this time is now our new favorite, uh, which was great because when that freshness wore off, we were like, huh, what, what's the deal if we played this out a bit? And for me, it was letting go. In other words, creating a new L.A. every time I go. And it's a big enough city that you can. I mean, I, I, I move new pathways this time. Uh, and not as a rejection of old, but as a function of time and wanting to spend my time doing kind of what I wanted to do. Um, the other thing is I always come home to missed texts because no matter how good a text package you get, it never seems to work, even when you have Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> I come home and I get 15 texts. And luckily this time I didn't miss anything important, but I would have been able to meet a couple more friends in any case. Um, I can't speak about M's experience, Lara, because uh, A, it's not her podcast, so why would I spend time talking about her, man? Fuck you, get your own podcast. Um, no, but it's really about more like I don't really know what it is because, you know, we move side by side. I do know what we talked about in terms of it being uh, a sort of a quiv, like a newness to this version of the trip. I do know for her it was like two separate trips because she spent more time down there without me than she did with me. Uh, so, yeah, when she gets her, uh, what would we call it? Not chatting between takes. I got that one. Um, I don't know. Chatting between legs. Is that a, is that a, that's totally obnoxious. Is that a, is that what a girl would do? Because obviously anything to do with women has to do with, with that. Um, so no, she'll, she'll, <laughs> maybe we'll do a little co-host this week, uh, as we get back up and running in town and, and see what her experience was like. Um, so I am not, uh, uh, doing this podcast justice or your guys's faith and trust in me. I honor that. I don't wish to ever betray you. No, but I, I really can't speak as uh, loudly and as often and obnoxiously as I do if I don't own up. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this. It's 3.15 a.m. six, seven nights ago, and I have barely slept I had a nosebleed from blowing my nose too hard and the antibiotics drying me out and all that stuff. And I got to get up and drive to the airport. Now, long-term parking is cheaper than two cabs given how short a time I was parking at the airport for. So I'm driving and I've basically slept 30 minutes 
in like, you know, however many hours and I get in the car and I back up and I crack into a car parked on the street, a Scion XB. By the way, I fucking hate Scion XBs. The thing cracked. Uh, I was going about seven kilometers an hour. Now, here's what I love about being an adult. I went, and I got a note out and I said, hey, I'm sorry. I bumped into your car. Here's my number. Here's my address. Uh, I'd like to do this with you individually uh, if you're comfortable with that. And I'm going to be away. So if you can't reach me uh, via phone, uh, email's best. Um, Next morning, I get an email from the guy saying, thank you so much for your honesty. Uh, I really appreciate it. It put us at ease. And uh, now we're dealing with it. You know, I hate this crap because bumpers are meant to crumple on newer cars. But man, I just touched this thing and it legitimately cracked. I mean, I'm not even arguing that. So this is going to cost me some money. But I would way rather spend the money for the basically the whatever repair. And here, here's where it gets interesting. You know, I was chatting with the guy online today and I basically said, you know, he sent me the estimates and uh, they're for too much money, of course. And I just said, listen, again, uh, all I ask of you is that you imagine you were going 7 kph and backed into somebody and you were, you know, doing what I'm doing. Uh, in other words, you know, don't just believe... Uh, the way you would if it was your own money, you'd, you'd really question whether you need, uh, you know, the bumper clip retainer or whatever, whatever thing they're trying to add on to the repair uh, if you don't need it. Other than that, it'll obviously cover the costs. Now, part of it for me is that I came out once and my gorgeous vintage Porsche just had, uh, the door was practically not quite caved in, but somebody'd run into it. You could see red paint all along it. No note. And I mean, that's thousands of dollars. No, no, no ownership of that. Here's another one, okay? Now I'm going to spiral off a bit. I was uh, staying at a girlfriend's over in Bev Hills, and this guy backs and dings into the front fender of another Porsche I had. Um, It sounds like I have bad luck, but I drive a lot, and it's part of life. So he's like, oh, man, and... Uh, about a month and a half, two months prior, I was heading south on La Cienega. And, uh, you know, if, if you know L.A., San Vicente uh, kind of cuts across on an angle. And so a bus was flying up that street, ran a red light. And as I'm going through my green on my Harley at the time, I've literally got a chip slide. Like I got a hammer on the rear brake, hammer on the front brake. I don't care. I just need the bike to go down. Because I'm not kidding. I'm seeing myself about to hit a bus that had accelerated to run a red light. Turns out it was an empty bus. Uh, By the way, I was just wearing one of those little skull cap helmets and this gorgeous like 1980s leather jacket my karate teacher Randy gave me. Um, uh, I was fine. Uh, I mean, I, I, by the way, when you watch the TV shows, like a motorbike goes down and you go, and you like slide under between the wheels of the big truck. This was the exact opposite. It was just like, whoop down nothing's moving so i got up i shook it off and uh the bus driver had pulled over and he's like i didn't even hit you man i didn't even hit you and i just looked at him and i said are you really not going to take responsibility for this right now and he just looked at me and i looked at him and he went uh no i will uh i'm not doing a mexican accent because i can't um but the dude was mexican in el salvador and guatemala i'm not sure what he met me at a starbucks Every two weeks until he paid off every penny of repairs. 
because obviously he didn't want to, you know, get off his job. And I said, listen, I, I will do this with you. You just can never do this again. Long and the short of it is I, I found out about his kids, his wife. We essentially became friendly. Uh, and it was great. The guy was honorable and whatever. So I'm in Bev Hills. This dude uh, backs into my thing. Well-bred kid. Dad's a, here's the fucking trick of it, a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer, so not all lawyers deserve to be at the bottom of the sea, but I understand why people say that with this guy. What I didn't realize, out-of-state plates, whatever. So he says, can I take care of this with you? I said, yes. Why not? I just had this lovely experience. I'll get to know this guy better, whatever. He stonewalls me and goes, talk to my dad. And his dad was some prick ass from like out of state, Alabama or whatever, and just goes, we're not paying. Good luck. That was it. I raged about this guy. I still rage about this guy. I still rage about this guy. Uh, He just basically said no. Now, uh, part of the reason I say this is because of the rampant fucking racism in this world and you know in my life and by the way for about 10 years I went out almost nightly like we're talking bars booze cans like underground on Spadina Asian triad like I'm the only white guy there but I'm a regular drug buying customer so they're kind of okay with it uh Rastafarian like gang like stuff nobody of color of any ethnicity ever once stole from me, shorted me on drugs, whatever. Only ever white, douchey, privileged fuckers wanted to fight, uh, wanted to like take uh, more than, you know, like give you a half bag of whatever you bought from them. Like it was unbelievable. Same in LA, by the way. I lived at Wilton and Melrose, which is right over near Western and, you know, really Mexican. Once I hear a knock on the door, Two guys brought me my wallet that had fallen out of my pocket. Once a little uh, hedge in front of my uh, balcony was on fire. Like 20 Mexicans coming, cups of water, like literally like doing whatever they can to put this out for me. Uh, West Hollywood, all white. Can't see a black person in, 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 in a five mile radius. Had my radio broken into. Had laundry stolen out of the place below my house. And got challenged to fights by like douchey fucking drunk white guys now i don't want to get into the whole like you know uh who's doing who wrong but when again you look at certain power structures of certain north american cultures uh you know it's not the black dude we're supposed to be scared of who is selling off our environmental resources or selling Nestle our water for $2.50, and then they're going to bottle it and sell it back to us and add pollution to the mix. That's that's not who's doing that. I'm not saying that you can all give me your outliers. All you fucking contrarians can go, what about, you know, the one whatever guy? Uh, And by the way, a lot of that's just a function of, again, you know, past civil rights oppressions leading to uh, less colored or women leaders. Sure, because we all know that eventually anybody who's in power is going to pull that. Uh, and again, contrarians can go, oh, well, look at other countries with it's different. That's not what we're talking about. And you're just being contrary if you think it is. Uh, 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 actually, who knows? You are being whatever you're being. That's fine. In my experience, no uh, ethnic people have ever caused me any shit 
or taken any jobs or need a wall, uh, a lot of white guys have. A lot. Like a lot. Um, just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Do with it what you will. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I would love to not uh, pay this guy any money. Here's the other thing though. He's got to run around Toronto now. He already got two estimates. They were within 20 bucks each other. It's more than I would spend if that were my vehicle, but it's not. I took a perfect bumper of that guy's and I cracked it. It's going to cost what it costs and he's being very reasonable, but I'm basically going to pay full freight. And you know what? I should. Because yeah, if it's my car, I can spend the week going to every place in town, looking guys in the eye. Do I trust them? Don't I? Uh, Would a repair be sufficient for half the price? Or what about a replacement? Not my car. And when I walk out this summer and my 1985 vintage Porsche has a big ding in it, I hope somebody leaves a note the way I did. And I hope that they're willing to just go, yeah, it sucks but just get it fixed and tell me what it costs. Um, So that was my only request to the guys. Just treat it like it's your own mistake. Uh, And again, he doesn't profit. I mean, I'll pay the place directly. Uh, So that'll be that. Um, What else is going on? Honestly, not much. I basically am uh, so full after this trip. You know, I mean, God, a week ago tonight, I was I was finishing a podcast to go teach acting class just like I am tonight, and then I had that night, <laughs> full night. See, this is what the thing is. Every moment's full. One moment, I got a nosebleed in bed. The next moment, I'm out cracking some guy's car going, damn, but not really thinking about it because, again, as an adult, uh, I'm not trying to get away with anything there. You know, I made a mistake. I'm going to own it. Mistake two is not owning it. Uh, then I'm on the plane. By the way, uh, last sort of story. <laughs> I had a connecting flight. And uh, so on my first flight through Chicago, I get a nosebleed again. I'm in the middle seat. And I've got about two thin Kleenexes in my pocket, like toilet paper from the airport fucking bathrooms and my nose I I did what I thought was a light blow but it hadn't healed up enough yet and it just starts gushing like gushing now immediately what I think is I got to get to LA to see my girl I have 50 minutes layover from flight one to flight two in Chicago and if I own American Airlines and somebody's bleeding from their head (laughs) their sinuses their brain on my flight I'm not letting them get on flight two without clearance. Think about the liability if I have an aneurysm on flight two and they knew about it. So I don't want any delays. So I take little, like uh, not even dime-sized pieces of Kleenex and start shoving them up my nose, feeling them saturate, feeling it drip down, and then doing it again with the next. Luckily, it was dark enough that, uh, and the people on either side of me were sleeping. So there's a barf bag on some plane, hopefully thrown out by now, filled with like 30 little minute pieces of bloody Kleenex uh, that have sort of dried and whatever. Long and the short of it is that first day in LA, I already, that sun, don't even talk to me. It was, it was above 80 degrees every day. Um, so yeah, and uh, not that expensive a trip. You know, I keep talking about the, the Bel Air Bay Club. 
did I mention I was at the Bel Air Bay Club? Uh, it, it really wasn't as expensive as you think when you add it up. And, and I'm not saying that for any reason other than like quality of what I'm choosing to spend my money on and my time on. And I'm learning what that is for me. And again, I, I mean, I, I always talk about my Porsche. My Porsche cost less than a uh, Honda Fit. Let's see what a Honda Fit costs right now. 2015 price. If you buy a Honda Fit, let's take a look. If you get the uh, the automatic with um, MSRP, 16.47, that's the states. Okay, so we're a bit more than that. Not much. I guarantee you, you buy a hybrid Toyota Corolla, or not even a hybrid, a, a spec'd Toyota Corolla, you're spending more than I, I spend on my Porsche. I'd rather drive my Porsche. I do have the benefit of economy of scale that I split a car with Emily, but uh, when you add both up, I'm still paying what a lot of people are paying for their Toyota Corolla. I kind of, I'm not saying that to be a dick about it. I'm saying that to be like, there's a lot of really awesome things in this world that aren't as, even watches, you know, I'm into this watch thing now. I have a Tudor Black Bay. Look up Tudor Black Bay and look up Rolex Submariner. I actually prefer the Black Bay. I was I was saving for a Submariner. Prefer the Black Bay. Uh, significantly cheaper. Not cheap, but significantly cheaper. Uh, there's just lots of stuff out there that offers same bang for way less buck. Uh, Emily and I felt like we were in Hawaii the whole time. We were on the beach. It was palmy, the breeze. And it was a hell of a lot cheaper than going to Hawaii. A hell of a lot cheaper. Um, Hawaii's not cheap, uh, in my experience, to get to and all that kind of thing. But Hawaii was also one of the best trips of my life. So what are you going to do? Love you guys. Um, By the way, yeah, really... uh, Really grateful that you are sharing this podcast. It's obvious people are because we're getting more viewers each time I post a podcast or listeners, not less. Uh, that's amazing to me. You know, that that really is. And I really appreciate it. And I know how much I like my podcast. So, uh, you know, obviously a little chat here and there uh, is being enjoyed by all and, and especially me. Um, so, yeah, that's the best thing you can do is, is share this with a friend. Throw it on in your car uh, because... It's free. It always will be. Uh, but if we can ever get sponsored, Benzo gonna make it rain, make it rain. Um, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna spend a lot of money in, in strip clubs. That's what make it rain means, by the way. You, you, you fire out the singles. Making it rain with loonies, not as good. Girls uh, not as happy about that. Uh, making it rain with the singles down in the states. Body shop. Shout out. Star strip. Um, if, if, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to spend a lot more money in my life at strip clubs, um, but I do know that I've made back most of what I spent in my misspent youth playing Johns and uh, creeps who hire prostitutes. Might be something in that. Can't connect the dots forward, my friends. I'm Sean Benson. This is Chatting Between Takes, and that's a wrap.